Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren, your Veronica Corningstone of TA News. Yeah, you're on Burgundy, we know it. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a, a, a quick week for us, backing up after all the festivities of last week. So how's the, how's the news been looking? Well, there's actually been quite a lot of news. Because last week, I've got to say, my head wasn't in the game. Um, <laughs> I was uh, coming out of the post-itis flu, losing my voice and all of the above. So it's been a, a fun week, I've got to say. Back on track. we damn freaking right we are. Go on, so then. anyway, I'm going to start off with our good friends at Qantas. The day after the scoop last year, Qantas lost their high court appeal on outsourcing of 1,700 jobs. (laughs) Boom. It sort of uh, led to the escalation of our friend uh, leaving quite quickly, Mr Joyce. He departed. And anyway, so they lost their High Court appeal um, from 2020, which is rightfully so. So they should... Um, the High Court upheld it and they, because Qantas outsourced their baggage handling, cleaners, ground staff during the height of the pandemic yep. and just fired everyone. And so what, what's going to, what will be the outcome? Do they think, do they well, have to hire back they, in source or? Uh, well, I don't think, know about the hiring back, but I know it's going to cost them a lot in back wages and redundancies and uh, stuff like that. And a massive bad. mofo fine. Qantas have said that they will pay it and they will cop what's coming. I think Alan Joyce is gone, so it's time to start repairing the airline. Considering they were number one in the world and they are now number 17. Ooh, they've had a bit of a brand whack, haven't they? Brand whack's a fucking understatement, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not a flying kangaroo. It's bloody been hit by a, two, a semi-trailer on the highway and it's limping off the side of the road at this rate. Uh, from Work Life USA, salary transparency laws continue to sweep the country over there and our friends in USA. Ooh. Beginning September 17, which is three days ago, employers in New York State have to disclose minimum and maximum salary ranges for posted jobs opportunities. Um, New York is now the eighth state yeah. to enact this type of legislation and it's part of a trend to bolster salary equality. What do you think? You had some words on this earlier when we discussed it. Yeah, well, Colorado was the first state to do this and we found employers over there in the US were putting ads out, please apply except for people in Colorado. So that has now turned, obviously, now that other states are doing it. And New York was leading the way over there in the fact of their AI and hiring laws. So I do think that this is a good thing. But... We have seen that they've put salary ranges out there, like from forty thousand to one hundred and forty thousand. So, so they're yeah. putting them out there, but they're just bullshit salary ranges. Some of them are it's just a way around the yeah. So let's see where this leads. But I'm hoping that maybe uh, America's just I don't know. It's just a fucked up country, if you ask me. <sighs> I know they're never letting me in there. I just think workers have no rights over there, and it's just not fair. Everyone needs annual leave. Everyone needs a holiday. They work them to the bone. People can walk in and just fire someone for no freaking reason. It's just full of BS. 
<laughs> what else you got? <laughs> I know, it's like Lauren's rant, 20 minutes. Anyway, online job vacancies fell by 0.4% in August. This was in shortlist um, late last week, early this. Online job ads decreased slightly in August. They're down 0.4 to 282,400 ads, according to the Preliminary Internet Vacancy Index from Jobs and Skills Australia. This follows a 2.1 increase in July. So it's not that big a deal, but year on year, job Job ads are down by six percent year on year. Mm. Okay, yeah. Which, when, did, when did the when did the ass start falling out of the tech industry? What month do you remember? It was late last year. It was around about November last year, and I think Alexandra Lim, who we spoke to earlier this week, she said it. it in the TA world, it's feeling a little bit like twenty twenty again, mm. and I, I, I'm beginning to think the same thing. Mm. Interesting. Um, one from the HR Daily Advisor, four reasons why Instagram is still helpful for recruitment. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So there's no doubt the once massively popular app has shifted in popularity over the last couple of years. More and more influencers have escaped to TikTok and Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, has been dragged in front of Congress um, and year-on-year growth has slowed significantly. But what they're saying in this article is there are still four key reasons why companies should consider Instagram as a stream for recruitment um, advertising. So basically Instagram still has a large audience. Although growth has stalled, it has surpassed recently 2 billion monthly users. So that's a hell of a lot of people, 2 billion mm. people you can get in front of. Um, I must say I use Insta more than I use Facebook nowadays. Yeah, yeah, so do I. And you just scroll, you just tend to scroll, scroll, mm. scroll, scroll. You can, can go down that um, real rabbit hole. Yeah, you can. Instagram has um, is many millennials' app of choice. So Instagram mm. is still the app of choice for most millennials. It doesn't give off boomer vibes of Facebook, but also is a lot easier to use than TikTok. So the sweet that sweet spot makes it a really great place to advertise for those roles yeah. where you're trying to attract millennials. And I don't use Snapchat anymore. I'm only on it because I've got, got one caught. friend. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You don't even know what Snapchat is, you fucking idiot. <laughs> the third one, Instagram offers versatility in posts. So you can do different types of posts like um, repurposing content. You can use photos of employees having a great time, text-based graphics, stories and reels. So they're saying there's lots of different channels you yeah. can use for your advertising. And the last one is they're saying here that Instagram ads are a good way to get more eyes on your content. So paid advertising in Instagram hmm. has a really good return on investment. I'd say I am a bit of an Insta fan. That's my, my platform form of choice i've never used it for recruitment though really i I probably should investigate it i think no i just use it for looking at dogs (laughs) (laughs) but that's me isn't it anyway google lays off hundreds from the recruitment team now this report i picked up across about six different news uh outlets in the last probably a few days actually. So hundreds of employees at Google's recruitment division are being laid off according to various reports uh, this week. Google's global recruitment team has been hit by retrenchments after the volume of requests for recruiters went de- for recruiters went down. The reduction follows a massive layoff announced earlier this year where we saw the tech giant lay off about 12,000 people, which was about 6% of their workforce. I think that was in March. So I'm not going to use the word freeze, but there must be uh, not as much recruitment going on, obviously, and nothing in the, not as much in the headcount plan uh, if they're 
making such drastic cuts, hundreds of people out of their talent team. Well, they're a pretty big company. They've got nearly 200,000 employees, you've got to remember. Mm. But that 12,000 they laid off in March, that was like 6% of their workforce. Apparently they're laying off around 300-ish of their talent. talent team. I wonder how big their talent team is. I wonder whether that's, you know, like a 50% cut or a 30% or 60 I'd I don't even think it's close to 50%. Yeah, but it just – it still shows that the the dip in the tech sector is not over. Um, I think it also comes back down to some conversations we've had re- recently uh, around do less, do more with less. Yep, yep. And I think that that's also another thing that we're seeing a lot of because I know I talk to people out there that I, I work with and they're saying I'm screaming to hire Lauren because we're not backfilling people who are leaving. It's putting so much pressure on people who I've already got. They're going to start quitting soon because they're burning out. Um, and it's it's an endless cycle. If you don't give these people some relief – then yeah. you are going to make your situation worse. And also for months and months we've been saying that, you know, as people in talent acquisition, make sure that your job is not at risk to AI. So administrators, make sure you're doing other stuff. You know, mm. learn about strategy, analytics, data, because Google to me comes across as a company that would look at what could be automated mm. and make cuts there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But the and also that leads into my next story, but we'll talk about yours next. Okay, well, I've got one here from Shortlist too. Employers onboarding overseas talent much, much, much more quickly. So the approval time for employee-sponsored visas in Australia sped up dramatically, really? while the number of approvals has almost doubled, according to a migration expert who flags that further positive changes are on the way. Um, she says that there's an influx of interna- international talent helping to alleviate some skills shortages, but employers still aren't using the system to their full advantage. She said that one of her um, employees or one of her clients recently sponsored an overseas employee and the process took over a month, but for employers with accreditation, it can now be as short as one or two days Holy compared to shit. previous norms, six to eight months. That is a good turnaround. If this be the case, then I think we need to let our listeners know that maybe sponsoring from overseas and getting your um, approval from the um, ESS, I think it's called the Employee Sponsorship Program, that um, if you're pre-approved, this could be a good way of getting people in here and quicker because I know that there's a mass shortage of talent in regional areas at the Mm, moment. mm. So getting regional sponsored visas can always be quicker than ones for the city. So I think that is one thing because I know we're looking at Western Australia have got huge drives on for recruitment in different sectors at the moment, same with Queensland, Northern Territory. Uh, it is an absolute mass amount of people required in the regional sectors. And this, But this opinion, let's, let's not forget, this opinion is coming from one migration specialist. We would love to hear from any listeners to if anything's changed in their workplace. Yeah, Are I'd you like getting to, yeah, yeah, visas good point. done more quickly? Because that's something that we could really – Delve into and it'll be a podcast. People have traditionally stayed away from them because it takes too fucking long. Yeah, exactly. And if you're you, being if you're being judged or um, measured internally on time to fill, mm. and you're waiting six to eight I months think for it a was visa, April 2017 when they got rid of the four five seven and they changed the process, and ever since they've done that, that's been so darn difficult to deal with the immigration department as an employer that. It's just you have to use an agent nowadays yeah. because it's just too hard. And I, it just made 
it made the whole process too hard and expensive. expensive yeah. So people have stayed away from it. So hopefully if that's going to turn around on these processes, that's great. But going back to what we were saying about yep. TA and AI before, I picked up on this yesterday in the ABC online. Recruiters warn against overuse of AI tools such as ChatGPT to write resumes, cover letters from the ABC. Um, recruiters were warning that AI-generated contact can hinder, not help an applicant, particularly when it inflates the candidate's experience and skills. The downfall could be when the applicant is progressing to interview where they fail to articulate themselves the way that or unable to provide examples of their experience to accurately reflect what ChatGPT produces in their cover letter and resume. Yeah, yeah. Which I absolutely have to agree. I We've all seen this, the rise of chat GPT and AI in writing articles and things for us come through so quickly. I got an email the other day from someone and I looked at it, fucking chat gpt the crap out of that, yep. didn't they? And they did. It just sounded disingenuine. It sounded robotic. It didn't sound... It, it just was a horrible email. Yeah. And I know that the person tried to clearly do it because they thought that they, it could do it better and finesse them, the, the email and the content, but it didn't. It actually made it sound rigid and robotic and yeah. horrible. It takes away your voice. It does. It mm. really, really does. So I think that that's one thing that you've got to be extremely careful of if you're just throwing something in there and pushing it out. One, Yeah, when you get into that interview – You better know what the freaking hell it said about you. Yeah, a good recruiter will work their way through that pretty quickly. You can pick it a mile off. Yeah. You can really pick it, especially the ones that have gone out there and thrown it in chat GPT. Yep, yep, that's great. Boom, taken it out and not gone back and finessed it. Yeah. Because you can just – it sounds awful. I don't like it. I don't like it, I tell you. (laughs) Hey, Lauren, should we do events now? Absolutely. We've got quite a few coming up now, don't we? Event season is upon us. Bloody heaps. All righty. What have you got, buddy? Okay, first, our friends at TQ Solutions are having a brand strategy day, both in Melbourne and in Sydney. In Melbourne, it's on the 10th of October. Mm -hmm. In Sydney, the 12th of October. It's four masterclasses and hands-on in a one-day workshop all around recruitment marketing, EB and EVP. So jump onto TQ Solutions website and from there you'll be able to sign up. No, I know. We had a quick look at that and had a chat with Will over there at TQ. That's a freaking great little course they've got there. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. And quite intimate, to be honest. It's not going to be as big, um, you mm. know, as some of the other events, but this is going to, you're going to get a lot of hands-on stuff out of it. And knowing the people over at TQ, some of the smartest people in the bloody room will be yep. there, knowing yep. them. Well, anyway, I've got a couple of um, rec meetups, so I'll quickly run those through. We've got Brizzy coming up on Thursday the 28th of September, 5pm, Brewdog in Fortitude Valley, change of venue from what Brewdog. I've been saying, people. 5 o'clock, Thursday 28th of September, and tomorrow night we have got oh, yes. the Melbourne meetup, the award-winning Melbourne rec meetup. Up. And that's at Monash College campus in Docklands. So thanks to Lauren Howard, a bit of a shout out there for lending us the space. So five o'clock at Monash College campus in Docklands. Pizzas and beers. Pizzas, beers, recruit. Perfect. Repeat. <laughs> Next one I've got is Hiring Success APAC. We're very, very excited. We've been speaking to Rich about this. It's on the 14th of November at the Posho Art Gallery in Sydney. You can register your interests. Interest, yes, on the Smart Recruiters website, and it is an invite only event. 
And make sure when you are on the website, have a look at the agenda because it's already up and it is going to be fantastic. It's a freaking cracker. Yeah. Absolute cracker. I'm really excited about this because this is the first one in APAC that smart recruiters have done. They've done them in Europe and in San Fran before and it's going to be an amazing Newly event. crowned Enterprise Talent Leader of the Year from the Idas, Rob Dunderdale is one of the presenters. Absolutely. And maybe an um, Enterprise Talent Team of the Year, Derek Delsamon, might turn up. You never Mate, know. He might get there too. Yes. Ooh. So there's going to be a few award winners there that we know about, a few people, um, industry leaders. It's, it's going to be an incredible event. Art and, and information. And an incredible space. Yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to it because we're going to be podcasting from there for sure. Yes, for sure. Mm. Now, Bounce 3, the panel van. I freaking love this. And the panels are rocking, don't come and knocking. Eden has put together an incredible two-half-day lineup online, October 4th and 6th, so jump on, free to register. And what I love about this, anyone in Australia and New Zealand is going to be able to watch this. You don't have to be in a big city. You don't have to take a day out. You can just pop it on and there you go. You are learning and working and you don't have to leave your desk. And it's all local content too, which is amazing too, isn't it? I know. It's just got that little Australian flag stamped on your bum. (laughs) Last one I've got is the HR and Learning and Development Innovation and Tech Fest, which is the biggest mouthful I've had to say all day. Um, It's on the 15th and 16th of November at the ICC in Sydney and they're currently I think till the end of this week offering two for one tickets. Oh yeah they are too. So get in on that one. That's a big two days all yeah. around tech. Um and I really am looking forward to this because uh we are podcasting for the two days there. We are their official podcast that pa- podcast partner. Gosh my brain's not working again. Anyway, so look, it's going to be a bloody great one. And it's a big week for us because we're going, that's backing straight off from hiring success into that two-day conference. And then into the next week? ATC the following Ooh. week. I know, ATC 2023. So it's open to the entire talent community, okay, in-house, RPO, agency, consulting, vendors. Grab a ticket and come along. It's going to be absolutely freaking awesome. It is the 21st, I think, November or 22nd in two days at Luna Park. So last year it was just fabulous and the weather was turned on. And there's not many tickets left, actually. Yeah. I jumped on and had a quick look today. 130 tickets left to go. So get in there because they will sell out and this is high-level learning, people. So it really is event season. You better might start planning oh, your diary. Jesus. Don't forget spring carnival. There's all there's then we'll be leading into Christmas parties. Summer's on the way. Oh shit, I need a holiday. <laughs> and on that note, it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Stay classy, Perth.